Kelly, it is what it is. You examined an invisible body, remember? I thought I did. Oh! Welcome to Condensed Truth. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm Laura. And we have a new guest this week, Sam. Welcome, Sam. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on. Yeah. Um, actually, you said that you've seen the Angst Files, which I honestly didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you could just, you know, tell everybody. Yeah, I actually, I started watching it because I saw David Duchovny in Twin Peaks, which Twin Peaks is mm. uh, my ultimate obsession. Uh, so, yeah, I, I know X-Files through bits and pieces that I've picked up from seeing David Duchovny in drag in Twin Peaks. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so you've seen, you've seen some of the show. I haven't made you watch any of it, I don't think. No, I, you haven't personally forced me to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> that's like I impressive for one of Shelby's friends <laughs> yeah yeah C- count your count your lucky stars I feel like we don't really watch tv together I don't think for any particular reason I just I don't really remember any time we've watched something together <laughs> so this week we are talking season seven episode 21 Je Sweat this episode aired May 14th 2000 and it was written and directed by Vince Gillian. Vince came into the show and he was like, I want to direct one. And then he just kept putting it off. And then like the show was maybe ending. And he's like, okay, it's do or die. So he asked Chris and Chris said yes. And he wrote this to direct it. And he said that a week before he was having, in his words, Vince's words, uh, hysterical diarrhea. Uh, <laughs> on the come up to his directorial debut. <laughs> Lovely. And I was like, I get him. You know, like, I also work myself into, like, a lather like that. So, like, <laughs> but it was like, it's so funny to hear him say that when it's like, you're a fantastic director. You went on to do some of, like, really incredible episodes in Breaking Bad. <laughs> but the plot of the episode is that Mulder and Scully get assigned to this very odd case about a man's mouth disappearing. And it turns out that it was a genie. (laughs) (laughs) And so Mulder gets three wishes and we see how that goes. (laughs) I kind of like how they don't really help the man with no mouth at all. Yeah, they're like, okay, whatever, whatever. (laughs) But... It's funny because this feels very like, like old school sitcom-y in mm-hmm. a way. Like, it it doesn't exactly feel like an X Files episode, but like in a good way, I would say. Like, yeah, yeah. It almost felt like when I was watching it, I almost felt like I was watching Doctor Who. To be honest, right? That dude's mouth, <laughs> especially. He turned around. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's gross yeah, stuff yeah, exactly. that the Brits only come up with. Honestly, like that. <laughs> oi, oi! Have you ever hated your body? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And yeah, we have the the battle that has existed in time immemorium, bad mm-hmm. boss versus lazy employee. <laughs> yeah, oh, literally, literally. And, Both bad, yeah. And then the joke he makes of like, well, Blue Cross isn't going to cover this. I'm like, that, ha- that hasn't <laughs> aged a day. That's still true. That's going <laughs> Honestly, strong. relatable. Like, that's my insurance too. And I had to have a surgery last year. And like, Jesus Christ. Nothing. Yeah. What yeah. am I paying this money for? <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I love that. the idea. I was like, you know, that is base. Like, ugh. I, I love the um idea of the like you're on the phone and he's like my mouth I need a new mouth and they're like well that sounds elective and it's like <laughs> yeah the I didn't do anything <laughs> would totally be like well you don't need a mouth so yeah or what do you use your mouth for yeah or the <laughs> gall of someone on a phone to be like I think having a mouth was a pre-existing condition that you had mm-hmm. and now the no mouth <laughs> is actually how you were supposed mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna need a prior authorization mm-hmm. in order to give you your mouth back. <laughs> your doctor's gonna need to prove that you medically need a mouth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he loses his mouth pretty quick, and the guy who plays Anson. Yeah, he looked so really, guy who pl- really familiar. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Kevin Wiseman. I know him from his biggest role for me was Alias. He was their tech dude, Marshall on Alias. But he, I, he, I feel like he's been in a lot of stuff. And then the his brother Leslie with Will Sasso is also like really familiar mm-hmm. to me. That's Mad yeah. TV, and he was Mad TV all the way. Oh, Will Sasso oh, okay. was okay. in a ton of seasons of Mad TV. Yeah. Okay, got it. I definitely recognize yeah him more than Anthony. I was like, I know this guy. Hmm. And then. He, Will Sasso is also in the Doctor Who TV movie. <laughs> That's yes. right. Nice. Yes, he surely is. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, we have the credits, and then we have Mulder, you know, in the office. It's, I'm kind of surprised that he's there before Scully, to be honest. <laughs> but occasion. He probably didn't <laughs> go home the night before. Yeah. And, and Sc- <laughs> Scully walks in with, like, this is so like atypical Scully too, in like the best way. She's like in such a happy mood. She gets like so excited later when like um she has this invisible body. <laughs> but she walks into it, she's like, hello. Um <laughs> and Scully's like yelp when she like sees the boss turns around and he has his like reconstructed <laughs> mouth. <laughs> so good. To be fair to her, like, Mulder did not warn her, and I feel no. like that is just something you were not expecting to see ever. And so it is, it is funny, but also, like, how else is she supposed to react? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's more than, like, dude, yeah. that is not how that works. Really, like, get some dressings. That That's the, like, gauze <laughs> needed. Like, you look like a spirit mm-hmm. Halloween decoration. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. need you to get that under under wraps, my guy. He just got back from Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so he, you know, he says my employee did this to me. I don't know how, but he did it, and I'm miserable now, which is very fair. Mm-hmm. So we're off to Missouri, as Mulder helpfully says, the show me state. <laughs> I had no idea that was their motto, but I can't think of any other motto 
for Missouri. Yeah. So go for it. Yeah. yeah. That's Missouri. <laughs> it's here. Show me, show me what, show me what the Confederate flag you have in your closet. <laughs> yeah. We've been there. Shelby and I are like, yeah. <laughs> People forget it's in the South, but it is. Yeah. So we're at the Mark Twain trailer park, which it reminds me a lot of um, his joke in Bad Blood, the Davy Crockett mm-hmm. Motor Lodge. Like he's just like most famous person from the state. Okay, that's the name of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they love Mark Twain there. That's all they got. Yeah, I mean, if that's if they have that and um, the arch is in that's in St. Louis, right? Yep. Yes, that's, it. that's, that's true. It. That's <laughs> pretty much. Mm-hmm. And this is like just uh, the giant boat next to the trailer is just chef's kiss. It's <laughs> like, of course, this dude who's obsessed with boats. First thing he says, is, I want a boat. And of course, it ends up in his yard instead of, you know, at a, a boat slip or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just said, I want a boat. So he got a boat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And and then like I like their first impression of Mulder and Scully thinking that they're IRS agents. And so they're like, the boat isn't ours. <laughs> I love that they have this boat and they can't pay the taxes on it. Like that's mm-hmm. hilarious. Like it's like just not it just proves how like not thought through everything is. And it's also like only poor people worry about getting audited by the IRS, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the IRS doesn't care that you have this boat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the <laughs> ultimate like white trash lottery yeah. winning disaster story. Mm-hmm. Is we yeah. bought all those things and we can't upkeep them? Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly that too. And <laughs> I like how you know, Leslie is, you know, covering for Anson and it it just kind of cracked me up. He's like, "One time my brother found a meth lab in there. Like, have you have you looked at chemicals?" And it's like, "Vince meth lab bench." That was so funny to me because it was like, "Don't y'all care more about the meth lab than our boat?" And it's like, you know, yes, but they're actually not here about the boat. So, <laughs> but actually, we don't cover either. We're looking for like, yeah. Whatever supernatural <laughs> shit happened to you. Actually, you're talking to two people who don't care about the mess lab. Yeah, surprisingly, <laughs> we're here for something even dumber. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. And they're too hot to be DEA agents. Like, they don't, they're not meatheads, you know? Yeah. And we find out this mysterious woman that Anson found in the rolled up in this rug in the storage unit is uh as Mulder says later, a Janiya. <laughs> that can't be real. Um, like it <laughs> I love that he knows like the feminine and masculine versions of Genie. <laughs> Incredible. He's like, I want to be accurate. <laughs> but Anson's worrying about his last wish because his wish is where I wish my boss would shut up. I wish I had a boat. And then we have this one that he doesn't want to mess up like you messed the other two up. And so he wishes for invisibility. (laughs) Uh, But not the clothes, just him. So he does have to strip down, which is just great. (laughs) Again, does not think things through. 
No. And then just immediately getting like plowed by a semi is like, that's so American. Like, God yeah. bless. <laughs> yeah, because like the semi was like, oh, there's no one in this crosswalk. Straight <laughs> through. My yeah, I was so confused part- whether they had a light or if it was just like crawled into the crosswalk part, you know? Yeah. He was also like trying to cross the street so he could hit on some women who were fixing a bike. But like, A, mm-hmm. they can't see him. B, leave these lesbians alone. Mm-hmm. And then C, I love that later on, like you see an impression of his body in the dirt and like flies. And then a bicyclist is like rolling along and then just like I love hits his one. body and flips. So funny. <laughs> like, how did his mob- body get moved out of the road? Yeah, that... maybe he crawled. Like he got hit, and then maybe. Yeah, because he was lying flat on the road. Also, his body was like not in pieces, which is wild. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Somehow his yeah, body. That's true. Was in one piece. <laughs> and also, like very American. There's no sidewalk. There, it's like dirt <laughs> on the. This there's just like an intersection of like an, with an empty field. <laughs> Do you think small towns have the infrastructure for sidewalks? <laughs> no. No, they sure don't. No. No. <laughs> so Scully gets this invisible body, and it's just, it's so fun that she's just, like, covering it with this yellow powder, which, mm-hmm. when they first started to put it on the actor, he was like, this is, like, making me itchy, so they had to change the powder slightly to, like, not, you know, give this guy an allergic reaction. <laughs> But she's just having a ball. She's just, like, happiest I've ever seen her in my life. (laughs) Well, like, she goes to touch it and feels that there's something there. And then she's like, ooh, invisible body. And then it's like, how long am I going to see it? And then it's like applying the powder. Everything she's seen up to this point, nothing is compared to this invisible body. Like, she loves this invisible body. Her favorite (laughs) autopsy by far. Yes, absolutely. And she's, like, elated, and then Mulder's like, I don't think it's about science, like, at all, Scully. I think this is a genie, which is, like, that would be so deflating. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> no, it's it's science. She's found the most distressing medical specimen she's ever seen, and he's just like, no, this is, this is just magic, okay, idiot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that's basically her life, though. That's yeah, yeah. She's like, you're not going to ruin my mood. I'm still excited. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I called, I called I researchers care. from Harvard. <laughs> Poor Scully. We do learn that the previous guy's wish, other than a lot of money, was a big dick. But I guess he didn't specify how big. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it died. <laughs> Died from big dick disease. <laughs> <laughs> also, I didn't understand any of the euphemisms. Like all the terms, I was like, I don't, I don't know what any of these things you're saying, Mulder is. But you got the gist eventually. But I was like, I don't know what any of these terms are. Yeah, same. I was like, this can only be big dick. But like, <laughs> why are you saying it this way? Like, just saying <laughs> he wished for a big penis and died. <laughs> just like. Also, like, they had to, like, 
take a door off its hinges? Like, how big is <laughs> penis? I get? know. I was like so confused by that too. I was like, how the f- how do you raise a like, you know? Yeah, that is just like disturbing. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a way to go out. That sounds awful. Yeah, miserable. <laughs> And this was his wish. His wish was to go out this way <laughs> with his big dick. <laughs> oh, Spam, what were you saying? Oh, God. <laughs> Discord rudely cut you off. Even, I know. Yeah. Oh, my. It was rude. Yeah, they said they had to, like, alter the door frame. And I was like, this, <laughs> this is either a massively mismanaged hospital you went to, <laughs> or this is truly, truly serious. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, like... <laughs> That's disturbing. Right. Like, yeah. So they have to, <laughs> his dick got so big, they had to change the door frame. Like, yeah. Right. It's quite literally a horror story. Terrible. <laughs> oh Horrifying. Yeah, oh my god. And so Scully stays behind with her invisible body. She's protecting with her life. And Mulder goes to talk to Leslie Stokes. And it does have one of my favorite lines of like him, you know, like you have a genie. And he's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he does the I Dream of Genie song. <laughs> and then he just ends with, except Barbara Eden never killed anybody. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Oh, so good. It, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And it's just like wild to like, you know, Leslie knows what he saws. But like Mulder is an FBI agent and he's coming up to him and he's like, by the way, like, I believe in genies. I believe that you have a genie. Um, where's the genie? I need it. <laughs> And Leslie's just like, here, and just like gives them their weed stash container. <laughs> I love that. Honestly, like that was really cute. Mm-hmm. It's pretty quick thinking for them up to yeah. this point that they're like, what do mm-hmm. I have that looks like a stereotypical genie <laughs> container? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leslie is definitely the smarter brother. Like neither one of them is very smart, but like. Leslie gets creative in a way that Anson doesn't, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, they already did establish that Mulder and Scully don't care about drugs, so, like, they're yeah. not going to get hung up on the weed part. Yeah. Um, they don't care about meth, they don't care about marijuana. Like, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Scully's, like, face when she smells, like, the mid-weed that they have in there is just so incredibly funny. She's got face. <laughs> She's like... This is your smoking mids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the genie is a fascist sympathizer, we learned, because she was uh, with Mussolini and Nixon. So, you know, we're going to have to cancel her, unfortunately. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Actually, so and originally it didn't work out, but the, the genie was supposed to be played by uh, Janine Garofalo, which I think would have oh, been really? a lot of fun. Oh, that would have yeah. been really interesting. That would have been my 90th moment, I think, if that had (laughs) worked out. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And this is the previous episode, which is an episode I hate, and I think I've maybe watched twice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fight Club features, um, why am I blanking on her name? She's a redhead. She got in trouble because she did that photo shoot with Donald Trump's head. Oh, Kathy Griffin? Yes, Kathy Griffin was in the episode previous to this. Yeah, also very 90s. Mm-hmm. So, 
you're right. Leslie is like when you said he was like Leslie was smarter. I was like, mm-hmm. but then like I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I think you're right because he does go get the rug. Like he's smart enough to go get the rug. And we find out that his injury, because he's in like a rascal scooter, mm-hmm. is that he was playing <laughs> mailbox baseball. Um. <laughs> But otherwise, he's not that bothered. Like, she keeps saying, like, don't you want to fix your disability? And he's like, uh, no, it's fine. I don't, I'm not that bothered by it. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's fine with it. Yeah, he's like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, yeah. He's just vibing. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And this, this does lead to, like, the very funny situation where, like, when Mulder pulls Scully away, he's like, the body's not going to go anywhere. But then since Leslie ends up with a rug and he wishes for Anson to come back alive, the body actually does disappear. And Scully gets embarrassed in front of the researcher, <laughs> which I just thought was so funny. It was so good. It's so good. But it's also so cute. Like when Mulder's like, body's not going to go anywhere. And she says bye to it. She's like, bye. And like closes the the little like refrigerated oh thing and then locks it. That's She's so she, cute. It's like She loved pet. that case. That's so real, though. I would do that. Yeah. So in my uh, previous life, when I worked at a funeral home, like you do, mm-hmm. you just talk to them, like you'll yeah. close the casket and you're like, OK, night night. And you, you just yeah. leave like it's, it feels rude not to. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, my mom used to work in a funeral home. And like whenever, you know, you have to have someone be with the body, right? Like you can't yes. have the bodies be unattended. Like, right. Yeah. Like, you would talk to them. They're nicer than the living. Like <laughs> most days, yeah, most days, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally say bye to them. Like still a person. Mm-hmm. So for our our wish count, we've got Leslie wishing that Anson was alive, but now he's got a wish that Anson would talk, and his talking is just screaming. <laughs> like accurate. Like what else would a dead body do? Yeah, like his, he can't he can't feel his heart. Like he's cold. Mm-hmm. He 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 is dead, <laughs> functionally dead. I do find it because usually, like stereotypical genies, it's like that's not on the table. Like I'm not bringing back someone yeah. dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She doesn't really seem to have a line. Like she's <laughs> fine with doing whatever. She does like almost genocide the human race like she's not that bothered yeah she really can't be bothered like yeah we'll do whatever but it's gonna suck yeah Yeah. and scully's like very cute like oh i should shoot myself (laughs) (laughs) oh she's really going through it yeah And of course, like, this is such a great character note for Scully in this. Like, she saw the the invisible body, but now that she doesn't have it in her possession, she's just like, well, I thought that's what happened. (laughs) Like, she's, like, immediately self-doubting herself because because she doesn't physically have the body anymore. (laughs) So, you know, Leslie's working on his last wish, and Anson is, meanwhile, Anson is, you know, ready to blow them up. Which is interesting. Is he like doing that because he wants to die again? Or is he like, that's the only thing he could think to warm himself? I think that's the only thing he could think to warm himself. He's like so disturbed by how cold he is. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he was just desperate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I 
I immediately thought he wanted to just end it. He was like, okay, if you're not going to waste your wish on me, we're all going out. <laughs> like, we're done. I mean, yeah, either or. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to tell because it is like, I don't see how you would like turn on. I guess he didn't mean to turn on the oven. He meant to get matches and then the oven turned on. But well, he, um, like, yeah. he like turned on the oven. I guess so. It broke off. Yeah, and he broke the knob. So maybe. I think it's I think it really could go either way. Like, I think it's meant to be ambiguous for either one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see it being intentional too. Like he's so disturbed by just his newfound dead live existence that he's just yes. like, you know what? No, we're we're going, we're blowing it up. But also, like, I don't know if he's smart enough to know that that that's what he needs to do in order to blow them up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 kind of like <laughs> the the prevailing idea is like uh, humor more than it is like yeah, <laughs> yeah. anything too. But yeah. yeah, I agree. It is it is ambiguous, but they they blow up right as like Mulder and Scully are walking towards them. <laughs> uh. We see my favorite shot of someone, some like neighborhood kid has like graffiti, like you suck <laughs> on the outside of the yacht, which is just like yes. my favorite. Yes, and then that's so good. The trailer blows up. <laughs> it felt like he watched um, Drop Dead Gorgeous and then was like, I have a few ideas. I also, I really like that the there's a touch of, they're interviewing the genie and, and like we're, we're going through the interview. We don't find out till the end of the scene is that like, it makes sense once it's like mentioned, but like Mulder had to open the rug to get the genie. And when he did, he got his three wishes. (laughs) And I just thought that was so great because, like, they're interviewing her. She's like, am I free to go? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, or, like, you know, I'm not under suspicion. They're like, yeah, you're free to go. And she's like, I'm not, actually. This this idiot has to make three wishes. (laughs) But uh, she she is very jaded. She she doesn't really have a high, you know, respect for humans, which if you had give an average human three wishes, I can see how you just see them as shallow and greedy, because, like, that's kind of how wishes work, you know? Yeah, I mean, she also worked with Mussolini, so... Yeah, yeah. Her rug is ending up in the wrong spots. Uh-huh. But we find out her wishes, because she was a 15th century peasant. She wished for a stout-hearted mule, uh, a, a bag of turnips that always replenish, <laughs> and then very regretfully, now in her life, she wished for great power and long life, and she got stuck as a genie. <laughs> Which, yeah, is a miserable existence. I feel like every depiction of genies kind of shows how miserable it truly is. Mm-hmm. I like this one because it's like they're not like because you're always like tricksters, and she does like misinterpret the wishes, but just because like they need to be very, very specific rather than like a malicious intent of like twisting your idea yeah it's it's really good yeah i i see her as like chaotic neutral yeah Mm -hmm. definitely Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and (laughs) the genie being like your partner doesn't like me and it's like scully doesn't like most people (laughs) (laughs) you're not special yeah (laughs) but you're a woman close to Mulder. she's like already you know, at her lip. <laughs> also, like, you took away her invisible body, so she doesn't really like you for that, to be honest. It more mm-hmm. has to do with the fact that she was really excited 
about the invisible body. And then yes. he took it away. Exactly. And Mulder, in very Mulder fashion, he's like, there's a trick to this and I'm going to figure it out. And so he's like, you fall into a pit, you're the, the trick is that you can't make a selfish wish. That when you make a selfish wish, it goes wrong. So I'm going to make an unselfish wish. And he wishes for peace on Earth. Which the genie interprets as, there's no one on Earth except you. <laughs> is she wrong, though? No, she's not wrong. <laughs> no. Like, that's kind of like, okay, Mulder, that's on you. Like, And now you obviously have to waste your second wish on undoing the first wish, because there's mm -hmm. no way to get around that. Mm-hmm. And he, like, wanders into Skinner's office, like, trying to find anybody. And I love when she's like, you know, no religion has ever united everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing in the world has had the power to unite everybody. And you think I can do it in your name? Like, you think that's unselfish? It's so good. <laughs> yeah. it's This is such a smart episode like that. You know, like, it's really funny most of the time, but it has this moments of, like, real, like thematic power and just like a quick wit to it yeah she's a witty vince gilligan woman too like he mm -hmm. he will write these like sort of witty jaded female characters which aren't bad like it's not a bad trope it's actually usually refreshing but like um she's definitely one of them like for sure hands down i can mm -hmm. tell that he wrote her yeah yeah and so he does wish the first switch and there's a bit of comedic, you know, uh, situation where he wishes, he's like, yeah, sure, I wish I didn't do that. And then I'm like going off on her and calling her a bitch and like everybody's returned and Skinner's just like, are you okay? <laughs> You're like yelling at an empty chair. <laughs> <laughs> and then this like prompts a call from Skinner to Scully. <laughs> like, it's Have you like checked on Mulder lately? <laughs> I like that Skinner's course of action is to call Scully because like, Everyone at the FBI, it, this is just par for the course, Mulder behavior. Like, how did he get here? We don't really know. <laughs> but now he's just yelling at an empty chair. Um, yeah, go back to, to your Scully. basement. I'm going to call Scully and make sure she's checked up on you. Make sure you're not, like, <laughs> off on your own running some Russian sleep experiment we don't know about. Yeah, like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to call Scully and get information on what's actually going on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there, the other very fun line to me is, you know, when Scully's there and, and she's just like, it must be like hypnotism or something. And, and Mulder's like, Scully, it is what it is. You examined an invisible body. I thought I did. <laughs> She's so cute this entire episode. It's so good. It's so refreshing. So like this is like the like when when I say like season seven's kind of funky because like they're just giddy in a way that they usually aren't. Like this is like the good version of that. Like not the bad version where it's like off putting. And then we have um, you know, Mulder telling her about his failed wish. And his heart's in the right place. He just wants like no one to be hungry, no one to be suffering injustice, the, you know, rebalance, like, the power versus, uh, you know, the power against the powerless, like, re-fix fix that so it's not, like, 
there's no tyranny. And it is like hearts in the right place. And Scully's like, maybe we just can't do that in one go. Like maybe the whole point of our existence is to try to achieve that. And maybe like doing a shortcut is just like, not going to work because it's a shortcut. It's not the real work. And, <laughs> and Mulder like really does take this to heart. And it's, it's such a great scene. It's, I love it. I love it a lot. Like this, like yeah. if this is, this is a good events episode because like, if you do look too close, like it's, it, it holds up. It just, there's just not that much there. Like plot wise, it's, it's a bit lean, but like, that's not the point. <laughs> this yeah. episode it's a funny episode it's a character episode mm -hmm. and he just knows how to do those like better than like a lot of people it's always really impressive to watch his episodes like working with just like what he gives himself it's just like a genie like where do i go from here it's great i think these episodes are so fun and refreshing because it's like chris carter can't do these episodes like at all mm -hmm. like it's kind of funny yeah. how bad he is at them so like it's nice to have someone on staff who can actually do them and do them really well and it's always like refreshing and fun and like episodes like this end up being some of my favorite episodes because like I like it kind of when the show doesn't take itself a little too seriously you know and like yeah it's lean plot wise but like you said that's that's not the point the point is that it's just kind of fun and silly and you get to mm -hmm. know the characters in different ways and they become mm -hmm. closer as characters. You get a little more into their thought processes. Yeah. No, I, I think it is good mm -hmm. in that way. Mm -hmm. And so we end, we, we end in a way that season seven ends a lot, where they have like a movie night. They're hanging out outside of office hours now. On Mulder's couch. In Mulder's couch, and they're watching Caddyshack, which Scully says is a dude movie, which I don't think I've ever seen Caddyshack. But I would probably agree with the assessment. I agree with her. Right? It's, yeah. 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 It, it is. It's like a slapstick dude comedy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, what was his, his quip is like, well, next time we'll go to your place and we'll watch Steel Magnolias. <laughs> was that it? Yes. Or something like that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they're drinking Shiner Bach, which I, I did email Spotsil Brewery to see if you know, it was actually in DC at the time and they never got back to me, which fair enough. That's a weird question to ask. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if like this would have been in because now like Sh Shiner is like really big brand, especially with our like our switch to craft, like craft breweries, um, yeah. which I don't know if Shiner is even technically a craft brewery, but um, smaller breweries certainly have had their moment of the sun recently, yeah. but I feel like in the 2000s, I, I would be kind of surprised if it was in the D.C. area. Yeah, I don't know, because, like, they're definitely nationwide now, but I don't know if they expanded, like, east of the Mississippi or west of the Mississippi first, you know, because, mm -hmm. like, there's been a beer, I've noticed, if you've seen Yingling around, um, mm -hmm. you couldn't get Yingling east of the Mississippi until, like, only a couple of years ago. And so when I first saw it in the store, I was like, what? Are we in Pennsylvania? Um, <laughs> I feel like Shiner is just, like, the Texas version of that, you know? But So I don't know, because I, I did wonder that, too, and I knew you were going to bring up the Shiner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that is, that's a I always do. beer. Like, that's, that's yeah. an off-brand. An off yeah. Mm-hmm. And even, like, I feel like the Bach is even, like, an interesting choice. Like, it is, it feels like they're staple, and it's one of my favorites. Yeah. But, like, 
it is like a a thick beer in that sense. Like it's 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 what the the monks drank during Lent, yeah. so they could get like nutrients. Yeah, so they could have calories. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a it's a heavier beer. It's not like heavy as heavy as a stout, but it's not like you know like a Bud Light. Hmm. But yeah, so I was, I'm always happy. And Vince, Vince is like he spent some time in Texas. It's in Breaking Bad. They they drink Shinerbach in Breaking Bad too. So it's definitely something on his that's been on his radar. So you know, shout out to he has good taste in beer. That's like <laughs> it's one of my favorite Texas beers. It's that and St. Arnold's are my two favorite. Um, and, <laughs> and y'all know, y'all just know. I don't even have to tell y'all this. Y'all know, absolutely losing my mind at. Mulder saying, you know, I did make the world a happier place. And Scully saying, well, I'm fairly happy. That's something. And then they like, side eyeing him. It's just like, oh my God. They're so cute. <laughs> they're about to do it. <laughs> they are. They're, they're fucking. They're not going to watch Caddyshack. <laughs> yeah, this is the original Netflix and chill. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's um, blockbuster and chill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and we find out his final wish was to grant the genie's wish of just having a cup of coffee, not being a genie, and just watching the world go by. And it sounds lovely. And we see her, and it's it's a great end. Like it, it's a, it's just a really heartfelt episode. It's sneaky, sneaky heartfelt, really. Yeah, that's the episode. And next we have our segments. And we start with Agent Mulder. Shut up, Mulder. Damn it, Mulder, Mulder! The Mulder rating. He was so cute. He was so sweet. I'm giving him a two and a half. He's innocent. He's done nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Laura. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you're right. Like, he wasn't really annoying at all in this episode. He was actually kind of cute at times. Um, you got me to admit that for one episode. Congratulations. Um, I give him a 5.5. Yeah. The rolled up sleeves? Yeah. Just so sexy. <laughs> it, it was more just like whenever he did something, it was kind of just like making fun at him, right? Like, the mm-hmm. whole like thing in Skinner's office was like kind of just like lampooning him which is mm-hmm. kind of cute and funny um so yeah it's a it's a low rating for me for sure mm-hmm. he's like kind of subdued like i feel like yeah. even moments where he could have been more annoying he was just more chill yeah and relaxed. it's like he chose to not be as annoying as he normally is during this episode mm-hmm. and it was appreciated yeah definitely sam I give him a three. I don't know what the rubric is. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I'm it's whatever you it's, want. It's to your be. heart. I think yeah. it is. Uh, my heart is putting me on a three. I think he was like charmingly funny. Like even when she was panicking about her precious body, he was just making <laughs> I dream of genie jokes. And that's all in good <laughs> yes. fun. That's all in good fun. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, solid three. Next we have So uh this must be the enigmatic agent scully our sassiest scully moment laura yeah um i'm not she wasn't like not sassy in this episode but she was just like so adorable to me in this episode like i just have to give it i don't know i give it to the entire episode i couldn't pick a single moment she was just so cute to me i guess maybe when she says bye 
to Anthony's body. I just found that so cute and endearing. And she just really didn't want to leave it. She just really was so excited to have her like little scientific anomaly. Um, it's a joy mm-hmm. we don't get to see very often from her. And I just really appreciated it a lot. So that's that's kind of what I give my my sassy moment to. It's more like she was very adorable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sam? Um, I'm definitely going to give it to uh, when she tells the genie to go like take a walk. She's like, hey, can I have him for a second? And then she's yeah. like, sometime today. I'm like, there we go. All right. That was so good. That was so good. Like, you, yeah, you're a great. step away from calling her a 1500s beatnik. And I, I love that for you. I, I would gift that for you. <laughs> exactly. I was kind of torn because my Scully one... I my Mulder one, which I don't always give him one, but mm-hmm. his like, oh, <laughs> Scully says that she thought she saw an invisible body <laughs> <laughs> was so good. But my Scully one is like her face when she smells the weed container because it was just like really funny. Like, I don't even think she was like disgusted with the weed at, like smell. I think she was disgusted with like their quality of weed. Like yeah. she thought they had skunk weed or something. Yeah, no, and like you know they do. You know they don't have good weed. It's like it's yeah, definitely no. like she's like, they're smoking this. Like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> she's got taste. Yeah. And lastly, we have Welcome. You've got mail. Our 90th slash 2000th moment. Saya, what's yours? I I have to give it to the genie's wardrobe. There's no explaining it. Um, it was great. Even in the past pictures, like she's sitting next to Mussolini. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> there's no change here. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a totally normal <laughs> thing to wear on all those balconies he liked to be on. Um, yeah. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um <laughs> I think she met um, Nazi sympathizer Coco Chanel and was like, this is my look now. This is it. This is mm-hmm. the whole day. Yeah. You know what? That's a great point. I did not think about that. Yeah. I, there it, has, totally it must has, be. It totally has that like Coco Chanel vibe. But yeah, she was a Nazi sympathizer. So that makes sense. Yeah, it would make sense that she once had a mm-hmm. genie that came out of a rolled up carpet. Um, Genius. that it ruined her life yeah I I for sure think that yeah yeah I also like how they did, they couldn't give the genie to Hitler no like they no. were like we, we can't yeah, say Hit- so we they can't had to imply give it this to Mussolini yeah <laughs> what's the second closest thing we can get to Hitler they could have done like Pol Pot or something yeah <laughs> spice it up but it's, it had to be Mussolini I guess Laura um, yeah, my 90s moment slash 2000s moment, I think I have to give it to the fact that Mulder wished for world peace, like, right before 9-11. <laughs> um, it just... He tried. He tried, everybody. He tried. It's just, like, one of those things where it's just, like, oh, baby, oh, baby, like, no, it's, it's so cute that you want peace on Earth right before 9-11 but it that's about to be completely destroyed forever i think um yeah he's not seeing it he's getting abducted like next episode (laughs) yeah it's definitely like a like a that's that's a pre-9-11 wish um (laughs) 
you're you're so right. I kind of had a hard time with this. I ended mm-hmm. up going with the Barbara Eden F reference because like <laughs> I feel like I barely know what I dream of genie is. Like I know the bare bones. Uh, I guess essentially just the premise. So like to me like I feel like this was stretching the knowledge base of I dream of genie at the time. Yeah. It's also like very much like Aladdin came out in the 90s so like you have a little Mm -hmm. bit of like the cultural like people are thinking about it like the Disney movie too so I can see that like Mm -hmm. I kind of agree like this whole premise of a genie and like calling back to I Dream of Genie totally is like very kind of like 90s early 2000s like we don't have very many genie plot lines now but especially genie plot lines that are kind of fun and silly instead of like like super serious you know mm-hmm. like the last time i saw a genie was like they have a uh a, it's i mean it's a gin mm-hmm. uh for what we do in the shadows since oh, yeah. uh nandor nandor is uh i believe iranian persian yeah so yeah they have a a gin but uh yeah i have like <laughs> even the concepts of genies i'm like this feels so old like yeah that's just not i don't know i don't even know what genies like maybe they just feel like a little too like orientalist now because they kind of do yeah they definitely traditionally have been portrayed through an orientalist lens um Mm. and like it's not a bad thing that we're moving away from that you know yeah especially because like it is like Middle Eastern culture, and I feel like we are still doing really bad with our depictions of a lot of Middle Eastern cultures and Arabic mm-hmm. cultures. And so, like, yeah, it's probably a good thing we're not doing a lot of genies slash. Mm-hmm. We kind of even like sidestep it because, like, she's not even Middle Eastern; she's French. She just met a Middle Eastern, like she said, she met a more a traveling Moor. Mm-hmm. And and so now <laughs> it's like. <laughs> like you're this we're we're whitewashing the genie <laughs> but that was the episode and it's i think it might be my favorite season seven episode it's really fun it's a really it's fun so episode long. it's it's a blast it's like it's so like the good later episodes of the x-files are extremely this like this is what it is <laughs> I don't really have much more to say on the topic. I just, I really like it. I had a blast watching it. It makes me crack up really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It was a really fun episode, and it's just kind of nice that it's there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're also, I'll just include this talk, I guess, but we're recording this on September 10th, 2023. Yep. And it is the 30th anniversary of the premiere of the pilot of The X-Files. So that's been a lot of fun. I've been doing like, there was like a Tumblr prompt for uh, the past week. And I've been answering like questions, you know, like doing little prompt stuff for it. And I've just had a lot of fun, you know, thinking about the show and its legacy this week. It's It's been a real, it's been a treat. Yeah, <laughs> It was good timing with the recording of this episode. I thought about that, too. So, uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, we're Condensed Truth on Twitter. If you'd like to email us any questions, because our bonus episode will be next time, 
Uh, we'll be wrapping up season seven. I'll be summarizing the finale and mm, we'll see how much I summarize for season eight. It's we're not covering. I think we're covering an episode. Yeah. Um, we're, we're getting into the dregs. Like, I know some people can find a lot of joy out of these later seasons, but I'm not one of those people. We don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'll definitely, like, I'll, I'll say the notable ones and I'll try to give you a good overview, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, so we'll be wrapping up season seven. I don't know what we're going to do for our bonus episodes. I've been very, very hectic around my place. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll be back with our season seven wrap up. Yeah, and thank you, Sam, for coming on. This yeah, is so much. this is really fun to have somebody. You know, we haven't had a new guest in a hot minute. A while, yeah. Um, it's it's just like it's a big ask to ask someone to be on your podcast. You know, like you know, there's a lot of setup. There's a lot of you know work to be done. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope it wasn't overwhelming. No, no. A lot of Discord. I apparently just need to re-download. Oh my God. Yeah. You must have like a really old version or something. It, it must be. Um, it has to be. Yeah. But yeah. That's that's wild that it keeps like uh like pushing <laughs> you up. Though. And at, at this point, I'm using like 20 percent of my CPU, and it's like okay, right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Again. She's gone again. <laughs> it's that I heard you talking shit. Yes. <laughs> I heard you talking bad. <laughs> it quite literally hates you. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Well, we'll wrap we'll wrap it up anyway, so but thank you, Sam, for coming on. Um happy to have you on. Hope you enjoyed the episode. <laughs> it was it was a fun one. I, I was like, I feel like you'd really vibe with the GD. That's why I asked you on for this episode. I, I did love her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is this is you if you were like a 15th century French woman who met. Uh, and God hope I will be someday. Free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we hope everyone liked the episode and we hope you'll have a nice week. I am a bit behind on the podcast editing because I've, I honestly have been very hectic around my life, but I'll catch up eventually. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> we're almost we're almost through, everybody. <laughs> yep. Uh, thank y'all. Bye. Bye.